Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki. We are at June 8th when this is being broadcasted. And it's a fascinating thing to me how fast our time moves and how much we've been through in six months already. And it's also an important time for us to look at, I think, from a coaching perspective, what has happened in the last six months with your own life? Where are you? And do you want to make some changes? Do you want to invest in some different areas of your life? Do you want to be more present? Would you like to have more joy? Is there something that needs to take its butt out the back door? All of these things are important on an everyday basis, but when we have timelines like this, like especially a marking of time, and we come to the sixth month of the year, I think it's important to pause and to say, all right, I'm beginning the sixth month of the, sixth month of the year. Let me look at this and see if there's anything I want to shift. Now, maybe you're completely in the flow and you're like, no, I'm good, Vic. To which high five, give you a hug, and you rock. Keep on with your cool self. I know for myself, <laughs> there is always a level of advancement, expansion, of even exposure of what's going on under the hood, what's going on in my own head, my heart, my spirit. I am insatiably curious about that in myself and others. And because time can get away from me so easily, I really look forward to these moments that are built in that help me reflect. And along the lines of reflection, I wanted to talk about something that is challenging for myself, admittedly, at times and other times I'm completely in the flow. And that subject is journaling. And I've felt this resistance to journaling in the past because I felt like it was one more thing to do. I didn't have the time. I felt I'm, I'm introspective. I ask myself questions. I look within myself when I'm going for walks and all that. But there's a difference. There's a difference in doing that and sitting down with a writing utensil and paper. And I do suggest the good old-fashioned paper or one of those new journals that you can get, or they're not journals, they're these kind of like iPad things, but they feel like you're writing on paper. And do that as a way of getting within a little bit more easily. And I know in the past that I've avoided it because I know it to be effective. It points me in the direction of what is really bothering me, what's really going on, what don't I want to look at, and that what do I just want to push under the surface because I'm really good at that and moving forward. So recently I've gone back to journaling as a way to have a moment to myself before my day begins and I am of service to amazing, all you amazing people of this world and the animals and my partner and my family and all of that, I teach this stuff to listen to self, to be connected to self. And I feel like I'm a bit hypocritical if I don't do these things. I have been 
in the practice of journaling again now for a few weeks. And I thought, you know what? I've never done a podcast on this. And because I didn't want to be inauthentic about it, I find it difficult. And then I thought, that's probably how other people look at it too. And maybe you have those 10 journals that are sitting there because every time you went to a store or Barnes & Noble or something, you thought, let me just grab that because this time I'm going to do it. Along that point, I don't think this can be rushed. I don't think this is something you can force on yourself. I feel like you can begin a practice and you can be committed to it. And I'm going to give some pointers on that. If you take the pressure off of it, if you open up to the process of I'm here simply to meet with myself rather than this is going to be something that's critiqued or something that is grounding this truth in. Because I've also heard people say, I don't want to manifest what I'm writing. And we are not instant mashed potatoes. We don't manifest immediately. There has to be a process of carrying this energy and what you don't want as well as what you do want for, you know, it to gain some ground or some speed or some energetic form. So writing and expressing what's going on with you is actually likely to help you manifest in an easier way because you will be releasing whatever stuck in there that might not be known to you yet. If you are one of those who have thought that in the past, that you maybe believe some of the rhetoric that's out there about the law of attraction that, well, if I look to my true emotions and if I look to what's really going on underneath, I'm going to bring that up and put it in front of me. Please consider the fact that it's the opposite. You're going to bring it up in order to release it and then it won't be in your way. And there are so many benefits to morning pages. I call mine morning musing because the idea of calling it journaling is exactly that. I'm, I feel a pressure to do it right. <laughs> and I know there's no right way to do it, but I've just felt like change the word then. If you feel a pressure around the word journaling, don't call it that. It can be as easy as this. So I call it morning musings, meeting with myself. I called it morning meeting the other day when I was writing. And I write as if I'm having a conversation with myself. I feel like I tend to write as I'm talking anyway. So I may as well convey that in my meeting space. And the benefit that I have gotten from it, truthfully, this is the longest I've stayed with it over the years. I feel more grounded. I feel like I'm excited to know what's going on rather than just seeing it as a way to figure out what's going on. I'm excited about what comes up. And some days, this is not earth-shattering stuff. Some days I'm talking about what has to happen in the day and looking at it from a perspective of being present in everything I'm doing. One of the greatest side effects of this is I no longer feel like I want to scroll social media or to avoid things. I am, <laughs> I am getting that word stuff done. And I've always been someone who's 
rather productive once I put my mind to it. But this feels like there's an ease to it. And I'm excited to get the work done that I have in front of me. And I know it's because I'm collecting my energy. But we know about these things and still not do it. How many medical professionals out there who are really unhealthy? They're telling you what to do, but they're not actually following it themselves. Or they're in such a stressful situation themselves that they're pushing down energy and it, by way of poor health. So we all have something that we can enhance in every aspect of our lives. What I wanted to do was bring some clarity and maybe take some pressure off of the idea of journaling and off of the idea that this is something that only happens in order to dump trauma or to process through. Is that helpful? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is helpful for processing what happened to you or what you're experiencing or witnessing in the world. One of the suggestions that I often make to my clients, and I follow through on this myself in the many times that I've jumped in, jumped out, jumped in, jumped out, is I will process, I'll write stuff out, and then I'll rip it out, and I'll shred it, or I'll burn it. There is no reason to keep that. I have met people who have had years and years, and they have the journals from their childhood. I respect that. But that's also about holding on to energy. Go through that journal. Pull out the moments of brilliance. Pull out the things that maybe inspire you to do more writing. Get rid of the rest. Stop having it take up space in a closet that is actually taking up space within your psyche. And I know that can be difficult for writers and artists and such to release that. And it can also be difficult for those that want to hold on to their story. But that's exactly why it's important, because if you hold on to your story, it then projects in front of you, and that it's just not helpful. It can make such a difference to express and to find your voice, to create your voice, and to know what your communication style is like to meet with that aspect of yourself. I have decided that I meet with myself Monday through Friday. If I want to on Saturday and Sunday, then I do. If I feel inspired to or if I have a quiet morning and I feel like I just want to reflect on what's going on or put some ideas down how grateful I am about where I am in life right now, I will. But I feel like the idea that I don't have to on the weekends also makes me crave it by Monday morning that I want to meet with myself again. And what it's also helping to do is reveal unhealthy patterns and, and behaviors and thoughts. One day this week, I came right to my computer. I usually do a few hours of work before I meet with my first client of the day. And I came right to my computer and got to work. And I, as I mentioned before, I share my office with my rabbit. And when he wants my attention, he comes up and he boops my foot with his nose and I reached down and just doing that, I realized, wait a minute, I never had my morning meeting with myself. And so I actually took the journal, sat on the floor with him and did some writing there. And that helped me to see the unhealthy pattern I had of, I need to get up and get right to work, or I need to get up and go right on my phone. And it's helping me to ease into the day that I know is 
also helping me be more present for those that I'm meeting with and that I'm helping and the work that I'm creating. It allows me to also feel a certain control of my life because it puts things in perspective. I know email is important and it's important to get back to people, but does it have to be done at 8 a.m.? No, it doesn't. It'll sit in that inbox until I return it. And it gives me a perspective of it, the, this, that of which I speak, that it's so important to be connected to my soul. If I'm not sitting in my chair in my office and connecting to that soul part of me, I'm not living up to the greatest intention for myself. This is one of the ways in. And there are benefits to writing and expressing yourself that it, it, it does boost your mood. I feel like it also reduces like the intrusion of thought patterns. And it also helps to identify when avoidance may be in effect because anybody who's been through trauma knows the avoidance thing. You just go get busy with something else or you eat or you drink or you shop or something of that nature. But as soon as you do some of these practices for yourself, it starts to point out when you're doing that so that you can stop. So that again, that's that perspective. I feel like it's helping me to feel more grateful about my life. And I'll tell you the process that I use for my writing. I call it the four C's. So like the four C's of the diamond. But honestly, I wrote these four things down. What was my process? And then I'm like, oh, it's like the four C's of the diamond, which I can never remember the other two. I know it's cut and clarity, but I'm not really a diamond curl. I center in. I do take a couple deep breaths. I appreciate the journal that I'm using. It was gifted to me by a friend. And I love it because it is a lovely bound book, but I can also put other notebooks inside of it. So it's not a one and done kind of thing. So I center in, I feel gratitude. I allow myself to be in the chair. And yes, as a matter of fact, I do have a cup of coffee in my hand when I'm doing this. I then start to write. And at some point when I'm telling of what's going on or what I'm thinking about, I feel like I pause myself and I'm like, okay, compassion, Vicky. Have compassion for yourself, for your younger self, for what you didn't know in the past. So I will bring the consciousness of compassion. Oh, there's a fifth C. I will bring the consciousness of compassion into it. And then I allow myself to contemplate because it's not always about a brain dump. It's not always about getting that stuff out that has its place. But I would like my writing to be a meeting with my expansive self. So that means I have to contemplate what I've written. Is there something that still needs some work around it? Do I need to reach out to someone? Is it just something that needed to come out of me? So I will contemplate, is there an action step connected to this? And if there is, I will compose. I will compose whether there's an action step or not. But if I'm feeling like in that contemplation, 
there's still some self-forgiveness I need to work on. I will compose a plan to do that. And that may look like I put 10 minutes of meditation in my day later. And I write down today, I will, and dot, 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 whatever that is. Earlier in the week, it was not make an excuse and get on the spin bike. And I did. And it was fantastic to release that energy. So center in compassion for what's coming up. Don't judge it because that's not going to help you in any way. Contemplate. Is there a meaning in this? Sometimes stuff just needs to come out and there's no meaning. Let's stop making every stinking emotion that you have something that needs to be delved into. Emotions are literally energy in motion. Perhaps it just needed to move through. And then compose some kind of action that you will take. Perhaps it's taking deep breaths during that day. Maybe it's a call and say, do you want to get together um, with a friend? Or maybe you give yourself time in your art studio. But compose something because that will help your human brain to feel like, oh, we've got this. There's a plan. And whether we like it or not, our human head likes a plan. And I will use those words and that process to help me stay collected energetically. Oh, a sixth word. Boy, there's a lot of alliteration going on today. So consider that. Consider that this process can have such a positive impact on your mental health, your energy body, your physical body, but you need to make sure you have an appropriate method. I have friends who, they call it doodling, but can I tell you the art that comes out of a quote doodle blows my mind. And I have others that collage. I have one client who does spoken word and just allows the stream of consciousness to come through her. Any way that it works is helpful. But follow it up with a process because it feels good to brain dump. But there's actually very little evidence in the data and the science and actually in experiential process that it will increase your well-being and decrease any symptoms of depression or anxiety. It will dump out. But if there's not some sort of what am I going to do with this? the brain actually recycles it. It just puts it back in. (laughs) There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. So a couple suggestions. When you are doing this, consider that it's really important to write in private in a personalized space that's free from distractions. One of my clients writes in her car because she has four kids. And the reality of that is when you have (laughs) any kids, 
there's, until they get much older, very little private space. So I suggested on her ride home or on her ride to work that she pull over for five, 10 minutes and she allows herself to put something on paper. She's a writer. So that's the process that we did there. But private and personalized space, free from the distractions, the phone is off. The computer is off. I don't even write with music in the background. You may want to. I don't. Aim for writing consecutively. It's similar to when I used to teach spin and you'd have somebody new come in and they'd be like, oh, my butt. I'm like, you got to get back on it. You have to get back on the bike in the next couple days and then do it again a couple days after because then your nerve endings and your sits bones and everything get used to it. They just get used to it. There's no doubt the first couple rides, you are very well aware of that part of your anatomy, but afterwards it just gets used to it. And unless you take a long period of time off, every time you get on, you're like, oh, this is fine. So don't do the padded seats. Just a little thing I always say. So having something consecutively, aim for writing three or four times in a row, at least once a day to get that pattern into your brain. Because when you're developing a habit, it does help for it to be reiterated. So the brain's, oh, I like this. Let me give, get back in there and, and try it again. If you're actually writing to process through trauma, don't feel obligated to write about the specific event. Perhaps write about what feels right at that moment. Maybe you need to write a letter to the perpetrators and not send it. Write it. Write everything you've ever wanted to say and then burn it or shred it. Take the ashes outside your home. You don't have to write about the event. And there's even some data to suggest that that reintroduces it without a way out. I'm not talking about EMDR, which is extremely effective in trauma processing. But don't feel like a journal process has to be about all the things that have come up that were crappy in your life. A gratitude journal is a wonderful way to start. So at the end of the day, you write down three things you're grateful for, and you don't have to go into detail. Three things you're grateful for on that day. And if you feel stuck, put your pillow in there, your bed, the fact that you just took a shower. Feel free to have it be structured in whatever way feels correct to you. I do the process of proprioceptive writing, which you can find all over the place. But Linda Metcalf wrote a book in the 70s, Writing the Mind Alive. And it's the proprioceptive method for finding your authentic voice, I believe is the title. But if you look up Linda Metcalf, you'll see. I took a week-long workshop, and it was fascinating to do the process myself and witness others in the process too. It was so difficult because we weren't allowed to help anybody. <laughs> and that just twisted me up. I, but it helped me because I wrote about it later in the week. And I feel like it helped me create some space. So proprioceptive writing, proprioception comes from the Latin proprius, meaning one's own. So your own awareness of where you are in the world. If you've ever had physical therapy you likely have heard the word proprioception because it's your relation to where your feet are, 
where your your body is, you know, how you're moving through the room. And so a bull in a china shop has very poor proprioception. But the act of proprioceptive writing is to set timeline, 15 to 20 minutes, put Baroque music on because that it, it speaks to the part of the brain that is about writing and creativity, perhaps lighting a candle. And what you're doing is you, that is the brain dump. But as you go through the brain dump, you're asking your question, yourself questions of what do I mean by? So for instance, if you wrote something of I am so frustrated with so-and-so, you would not focus on the so-and-so, maybe being a so-and-so, you would focus on the word frustration. Like, why am I frustrated? What do I mean by frustrated? Frustrated is when I feel trapped within myself and I can't get my words out. I, I have such a difficult time expressing myself. When I get upset, I just shut down. What does shut down mean? I feel like the door is shut. I can't get the words out. And it's like somebody's taken my power. What does taking your power mean? When I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to express my opinion because I was seen as a kid. And stuff can come up that you don't even realize is in the nooks and crannies of your, your psyche. And it's a, it's a wonderful process. My point in bringing this up is it's not always what you want. You may want to do. There are days where I need to use the proprioceptive process because I can feel the consternation in me. I can feel the conflict that I just need to get something out. And there are other days where I want to be in gratitude and that's where I am. And there are still others days where I'm in observation of where I am. And I do like, float up ahead above of myself and watch what's going on in my world. I would recommend for the proprioceptive writing, again, something where you can take the papers out. Because sometimes this is a process that isn't necessary to revisit. At the end of it, you may ask what came up that I avoided. I also love that part of it. I know sometimes I have felt, I don't want to put everything in a bound journal because what if I get hit by a bus tonight? And as people are going through my stuff, they're reading this and they might take it to heart when really I just needed to blurt something out. So again, I feel like it's important that you honor that aspect of yourself that if you're afraid someone's going to read it, give yourself the permission to shred it, but to say it, get it out of you, and then dispose of it. And that's one way to do it. And that's one way of keeping your journal private. It is for your eyes only unless you choose to share. You can discuss any entry with anybody, but they're needs to be a feeling of this is my space. This is my private processing space. And that's also one of the reasons I love the the writing aspect of it. One, because we don't do a lot of it anymore. And I don't know about you, but my handwriting has gotten atrocious. And through the process of journaling, it's getting better. So those that receive my cards will be happy about that because my E's, my I's, and my R's all look alike. You may want to use the paper and pen, pencil, because it's a very grounding aspect. And the process of writing improves your working memory. By writing things out, it improves 
how your brain fires. There's a kinesthetic connection that is necessary there. And it's, think of your hands as an enter button. A lot of information comes in through our hands. So if you're someone that maybe you have arthritic fingers and that doesn't work, maybe use a recorder. And there's plenty of translating software out there. I use Descript. And if you want to know about that, just email me or send me a message and I'll send you a link to it. It's amazing. But however you do it, please have a grounding aspect to it. Have it be where you feel more solidly in yourself after you've gone through this process. There are ways of and prompts that you can use, sometimes a journaling prompt. I have found some of the best journaling books and meditation books at Five Below. I don't know if you have that store near you, but it's dangerous for me to go in because I'm like, ooh, that's a good idea. Ooh, that's a good idea. Because sometimes I don't know what to write about, and I will write about the fact that I don't know what to write about. I don't know what to write today. I'm observing what the time is the rabbit eating breakfast, or has the tingling in my hands stopped yet? Because the energy is so loud lately that everything is vibrating. So you can use a journal prompt. If you just type in journal prompt, a writing prompt into the old Google machine, there's so many that come up. So a couple suggestions. Start writing about where you are in your life at the moment. Currently, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'd like to experience. Here are my dreams. I, I have a desire to dot, dot, dot. And please don't put pressure on this. Five minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, something uh, that just has you connect in with yourself. And you can do the stream of consciousness or you can use a prompt. When you cultivate the attitude of gratitude by, like I said earlier, maybe listing what you've acknowledged in your day, more will come to you. <laughs> more will show up in your awareness and you'll love this life process just a little bit more. And you can, if you can't get the, the engine running, switch hands. Try writing with the other hand and please have some humor around that. You can, maybe you start a journal by cutting out pictures from magazines. Do people still get magazines? <laughs> or from pictures that you've collected over the years. Maybe you hike every day and you can, or take a walk somehow in nature. Maybe you can bring home an observation of that and that starts your writing process. I would love, absolutely love for you to keep a record of your successes. Did you drink more water today than you did yesterday? Did you make that phone call? Did you schedule the car for an oil change? Did you meet with yourself for a few minutes? Successes. Start acknowledging your successes, and there will be more of those. And if there is something you're struggling with or an event that upsets you, write about it as if you're observing it. This can often, so in the third person, this can often bring a, a perspective that's not available by being in the I statements. Now, of course, I have to mention that by writing 
And by meeting with yourself, you develop your intuition. And that is, it's just one of the greatest perks of sitting and meeting. And in total transparency, I know that's part of the reason I avoided doing the journaling because I can trench channel. I can step out of myself and channel. And I haven't always found that to be the most <laughs> comfortable to me. I feel safe. I'm just too, a little too controlling about what comes out of my mouth because I always feel like I have to back it up. And that's my agreement of being in this lifetime in integrity. <laughs> so I'm a little afraid sometimes that I'll say something I'll do and my own consciousness won't feel ready for it. So I know that by meeting with myself, I'm opening up to new abilities. And again, I would be a hypocrite if I suggested it to you, but didn't do it for myself. So it will enhance your intuition. It will help you to connect to your gifts, to your abilities, and to brilliant ideas, and likely to your guides, to the angels, to source, and to all that is magical in this world. I endeavor to take the pressure out of journaling being something we do to wind into our story, rather it being something that enhances our story and maybe tells a different story. Let me know if this is something that helped you, if you want some more guidance around it, or what's your favorite way to journal. I would love to hear about your meetings with yourself. You are a really cool person. You should probably schedule some meetings with yourself. I think you'd really like you if you allowed all that other clutter to be removed. Other people like you, so I'm pretty sure you would like you. So go ahead and schedule that meeting with yourself, would you? And thank you so much for being here and being a part of Intuition Your First Sense. It really is my huge gratitude towards all of you who are listening and sharing this and suggesting it to a friend or reflecting back to me how it's helped. I am so grateful. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.